onto the into your microphones the whole time. That sounds awesome. You yeah, it sounds really good. That, yeah, the, all, all four times when I'm like editing nom, it, nom, I'm just sitting nom, there like nom, nom. muting you guys because all I can hear is you chewing Christie's fucking <laughs> silverware, tinking against your goddamn plate and stuff like that. For... My plate is plastic. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> Because then after that, she'll start moving her microphone around, too, for me, so... I didn't do that last week. Uh, you did a little bit. I had to mute you. Did you listen to the episode last week? No. No? Yeah. There were some spots you could hear you moving your microphone. I'm sorry. I've been trying really <laughs> hard, and I haven't had Mark in the room. Hmm. But, yeah. Uh, Have you been, like, tying him up in the basement while we record? Yeah, he's playing the Binding of Isaac, but by playing the Binding of Isaac, I mean he's bound in his Isaac. <laughs> I've seen, yeah, that game's weird. Now you guys are into, like, weird S&M stuff? Is that what's going on? Nice. <laughs> that, yeah, that game I've heard a lot of fucked up things about. It is. It's fucked up. I, uh, I haven't played it, so. I like, it's basically like a like trip through the psyche of an abused child, is it not? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, is it? And, like, your the bosses are, like, you know, different, um, like thing like uh fucking like psychoses he's has had to overcome and stuff like that or like uh like sort of monsterized versions of like people that have beat him and shit like that oh i've heard about this isn't this the guys that did uh super meat boy yes yes it, it is. <laughs> is it yeah. yeah it's like half okay. oh okay one of, the, one of the same people yeah interesting what? only for windows and only for pc okay that yeah. makes sense Based on Legend of Zelda. Fair yeah. yeah. Very loosely based on Well, I mean, like, in terms, of, in terms of gameplay, not in terms of story, yeah. obviously. Right. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. In terms of the, looks, like, top-down kind of dungeon-y style. Looks interesting. I don't know if I would want to sit through that. And it probably won't get played anytime soon, because my <laughs> pile has started to grow again, so. <laughs> Especially with uh, how long uh, Breath of the Wild has taken. Oh fuck! Yeah, it's. Uh, did it? Did it f- finally download? Yeah, it's. I finally got into it on Monday or Tuesday, and that's yeah. been my that's been my life all week this week, and nice. will probably be my life all week next week, and then probably Good the so week far. after. It's uh, yes and no. Do we want to start the episode? Then we can talk about it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about it. <laughs> Since that's what we do. <laughs> well, well, are we starting the episode? Is this is this starting? Yes, yeah, we're, we're already recording. Shoddy hosting. Um, <laughs> shoddy hosting, take one. Um, welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dance Robot Dance, your favorite, we hope, geeky podcast, at least in the top five or ten. So, uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, we're here with our seasonal regulars. We've got Mark. Hi, guys. How's it going? And we got Tim. Hi, everybody. And we got Christy on the hosting duties. That's me, in case you didn't know, from my high squeaky girl voice. <laughs> so uh, today we've got some fun topics to go over, um, and uh, we're going to get to them. But first, uh, let's do a little general catching up that will kind of segue into news. Um, we've uh, 
just, you know, Breath of the Wild has just come out um, this past week, which is a huge deal for all Zelda fans. Um, and uh, it got crazy ratings across the charts. We talked about yeah. a little bit in the last few podcasts about how excited we were to experience it. And now that it's here, um, guys, you've played it. What do you think? Have you played it yet, Tim? Nope, we still haven't played it. We still are waiting on because Alicia really wants to get one of the master editions, so we're mm-hmm. waiting on the uh, prices on uh, on those to drop on eBay and stuff like that. And we're probably also gonna get it uh, get a switch to play it uh, because I have seen like those side by side comparisons. It does look a little bit better on the switch. Like there's less aliasing and shit like that. As far as like I could see, what I saw was like it's pretty marginal. Like. Comparison, yeah. but um, we have it for the Wii U and it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's beautiful yeah. on Wii U. I was uh, I wasn't paying, I wasn't letting Nintendo catch me again. I think is what <laughs> my thing was. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not paying out three hundred dollars for one game and then sitting on a console the way I did with the Wii U. So <laughs> yeah, I mean the Switch um, has gotten really good reviews, anyways, and I I would like to be able to support Nintendo and doing these sort of crazy experiments that they do, you know, and trying to sort of get away from the sort of you know, just PlayStation versus Xbox uh, dichotomy. So we'll probably end up getting a Switch, I think. I'll get one eventually, assuming they announce something aside from, like, a ported Zelda and a new Mario. Like, those Mm -hmm. always kind of come out. And Odyssey looks weird, and um, they haven't announced anything like a Metroid yet, which would seal the deal for me. But, yeah, like, I don't know. I'll, I'll... it's it's likely that I'll pick one up. I always seem to tend to buy a Nintendo console along with either one of the two ma- the other two majors. So usually I have PlayStation and Nintendo. So or yeah. yeah. But but Mark's played it. Mark has played. Yeah, <laughs> I've been playing Breath of the Wild all week. It's um it's massive and um at first I was like it's crushingly difficult compared to like what you'd be used to in terms of a Zelda game from the past couple mm-hmm. iterations. Like it's really hard at first. Um, I'm now probably like 30 to 40 hours into it and Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've been playing a lot (laughs) and it's kind of evened out a little bit where like, I'm not getting my fucking ass handed to me every time. Yeah. There's not the one hit kill stuff going. Actually, there's still some enemies that could one hit kill me if I was not able to detect them and evade them as quickly as possible. So I have gotten Mm -hmm. shot a couple of times and been like, Oh fuck, where'd that come from? They're really but, good yeah. with the autosave, though, at least. Like, you don't, when yeah, you, die, yeah. you don't go back, like, hours and hours like you did in Skyrim. It's just, like, you know, up another hill or... Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're at worst, you're, like, at, at your last warp point or something like that is usually what kind of happens with this one. And it's not even that bad, but, like... No. Yeah, you'll definitely be running across, like, what are massive, massive, massive fields of grass and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, the music where one of the Guardians will come up is coming up will start and you're like oh shit here i go like i'm gonna die and then the laser blast will come out of nowhere and... mm-hmm. that's my one qualm with it is that it's great that it's open and that you can play whatever quest you want at whatever time pretty much mm-hmm. but the problem is that you often find yourself at least in the first 10 15 hours just at such a disadvantage oh yeah that if you try to explore any area beyond where the story is kind of guiding you, you're gonna get yeah. fucked. You just get decimated. Yeah. Yeah. My first twenty hours, I, I I have a like my habit would be to like, especially in a game like that where you have to go to certain points to like open up the map and like get the map charted for you. 
because that's what part of the game is, is to go to like these towers and that'll give you the, they'll open up the whole map for you. So you can kind of tell where you're going. Um, I would be going to, I was just trying to get out to them and like getting fucking destroyed on some of the ones on the Western side of the map. So I went back and did a little bit more of the, the, the main story kind of thing where I'm kind of close to finishing the main story now. Like I could go get the master sword and beat Ganon now, but I don't have enough heart containers. So uh. I have to go and kind of do, I'm not, I have to go do a bunch of shrine, all the shrine stuff you get. What do they call it? I don't remember like soul points or something like that. And when you okay. get four of those, you can go and exchange them for either stamina meter or heart containers and then mm-hmm. like keep going. So I'm just going around trying to find shrines now and like get as many heart containers as I can so that I'm at least powerful enough that I can go back out to the western side and do some of those shrines. And it's 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 pretty intense. And I haven't even really gotten into like finding good armor or doing anything like that. So it's super RPG. Like I Chrissy, you're gonna <laughs> love the shit out I'm of this. I'm so like, excited. I have not technically myself played it. I have been watching my Mark play it because he is the bigger Zelda fan. So I, um, not that I don't adore Zelda, but he's more like you guys who are diehards have played everything like two or three times. Um, yeah. Alicia's and, more of a Zelda fan than I am. Yeah, but you. I'm amazed. Like- I'm amazed she's waiting. Like she's she's patiently waiting yeah. to play this because yeah. like it's crazy good. Yeah, I was frustrated though. Like the first ten hours, I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. Like I was getting really frustrated with just like how underpowered you are and like how difficult everything is to navigate but now that i'm like i'm further in and i'm like i've got some gear and like i can take care of myself okay and i kind of know where to go to like quickly farm food and stuff like that like i feel Mm -hmm. a little bit better about it so i'm like this is a little bit easier to manage and i'm now completely opened up the map like i've gotten to every map tower and like open them up and yeah i can kind of move around the world a little bit more well, less cautiously, like I don't have to be like, "Oh shit, there's four guardians on this on this path." It's direct, and then I could also climb the fucking mountain that's going to take an hour to get across, kind of thing. I know, and, and then like you'll lose your stamina and you'll fall. Yeah, it's real. That's that the stamina meter is definitely like that's a little frustrating, but, but it it's is also a good challenge. Yeah, well, it makes it a little. More th- that's not a new thing, though. They did have that in Skyward Sword, did they not, or something like it? I'm not sure if they used it for climbing in Skyward. I didn't play enough of Skyward Sword to remember that yeah. specifically, but I know they used it for your dash and stuff like that. So you share yeah. the stand. Your dash meter now is used for climbing and holding onto your glider and mm-hmm. a couple other things. Sense. Yeah, it's like it. Once you get used to the mechanic, it's fine. He does like if you dash his like the it runs out too fast. Like you're not really dashing very far, and then the recharge is a little very slow. So. It's a little annoying, yeah. but eh, whatever. It's a it's a beautiful, like, impressive game. So if you guys yeah. are Zelda fans, like, yeah, I can't recommend enough going out and like figuring out how you want to play it. Whether you grab it for Wii U or you go and buy a Switch and do it that way. Yeah, yeah. like it looks gorgeous on the Wii U. Like mm-hmm. it is stunning. Um, and it's it's like a really really beautiful game and. Um, the thing is that I'm glad that they went as open world as they did because um, I find that with uh, with the Zeldas that I've played, I love that it had a more like um, direct storyline in a lot of cases. But your world did feel a little small sometimes. Like, not small as in like it wasn't explorable, but you were constantly going back to these smaller areas. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the. Uh 
the the games used to be very dense in terms of like where yeah. how big like the map was fairly contained and like there was always something everywhere in the maps and that was up until especially like Wind Waker that was kind of the case and then Wind Waker kind of opened it up a little bit. I don't remember specifically Twilight Princess's map being like insane but i've only played that once so no it's not it's i mean especially coming off the back of fucking wind waker it was minuscule compared to wind waker yeah they tightened it up i think because people were complaining about the sailing um at that point so that might be what i'm remembering i'd have to go i i do have it the hd version downloaded on my wii u i was gonna play it but i got stuck into wind waker and then breath of the wild came out and i was like well i'm not gonna go play an old one when the new one's sitting there waiting for me to play so yeah yeah Yeah, I, I probably won't end up playing it. I, I will probably try and finish my playthrough of uh, Wind Waker uh, before I start Zelda, but it'll also be like uh, what what I think Christy is doing because Alicia's like a lifelong Zelda fan. I'll let her play through it before I do because otherwise, yeah. I'll it's just it's not my fair. life will be miserable. <laughs> yeah. Like it'd be like Mark playing through Mass Effect without me, like yeah. first, and I would be so angry that we wouldn't talk for weeks. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that's that's a a big chunk of news. Um, is that that is now out Breath of the Wild? But uh, a couple other uh, little newsy things. Oh, by the way, Breath of the Wild. I don't know if you guys have found this out yet, but you can uh, use chickens to kill enemies. Yeah, I saw that you this morning. You can throw the chickens or something. No, you can wield it as like a as a an attack, <laughs> an offensive weapon. If Which you is want. brilliant. <laughs> yeah, Cuckoo. yeah, you can not chickens. Yeah, yeah, Kukos. Um, you can uh, you can actually wield pretty much anything. Like I've gotten into situations where I've had to like go back and pick up a stick to take on moblins and stuff like that as I'm running around or like moblins. Yeah, my. But uh, I don't want to say I don't want to say any more about the chicken wielding because I think or the sorry, um, the oh my god, Kukos, 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 yeah, yeah, Kukos. Um, I don't want to say anything more about it because I think people should experience that glory for themselves. Um, <laughs> but um. Yes, uh, I uh, I do have some other news that we should uh, we should tackle. Um, did you guys hear that Stan Lee had to cancel an appearance due to health issues this week? Yeah, that's yeah, concerning. That. Was it was it New York Comic Con or? Yeah, no. Uh, no, it was, it, it was New York's. Yeah, was it New York? Yeah, New York, Big New, NYCC. Con. Big Apple oh, Big Apple Con. Oh, Big okay. Apple. I was going to say NYCC is usually in October or something like no, that. No, it was yeah. Big Apple Con. Um, so that's a little nerve wracking considering how old he is. Yeah. He's well, 94. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, the hope is that it's just a slight cold. Yeah. It's one that'll be sad when it does happen. Cause you know, it's getting inevitable at this point, but, uh, yeah. It'll be one of those ones where it's not as tragic as, say, someone like Bowie, who is still, like, actively creating, like, really amazing oh. music and stuff like that. Devastating. Like, because Stan Lee doesn't do much in the way of writing anymore. Like, he's a great no. sort of... Uh, he's, he's a great for the form, right? Yeah, like, exactly. That's... Spokesperson oh. for, for the media. Um, and definitely an icon, but uh, not... You know, it won't be a massive blow to to the actual media itself. It'll be yep. a blow to the reputation and to sort of the the public uh, face of it, but yeah. A lot of people will mourn, like a lot of a lot of uh, geeks and nerds will mourn it, but they will yeah. be understanding and like supporting each other. It won't be like you're saying, it won't be devastating. It'll be devastating in a way that was predictable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, on a happier note, Buffy turned 20. 
It did. And there's a whole shit ton of fucking news about that. I yeah. know. And I've never I've never seen Buffy. Oh. Well, maybe this will be the one the thing that will finally tip you. Well, I've seen one episode. It was the musical episode, which was <sighs> underwhelming. Underwhelming. Um, and that's why I didn't really watch a whole lot of it because I was like, mm, really? No, they're and I much saw the better. Very first episode. The that's very like first it's episode it's was... it's a mediocre episode in the middle of a terrible season. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, you should definitely watch it. Yeah, it's, I think it was uh, more promo for Giles because he was about to take on Toxic. Or not, Repo, Repo. Repo, the genetic opera. Which was awesome. Oh, is that right? where, he, where he went off to when he was doing that? I don't remember yeah. what yeah, his he deal was when he left. Yeah. But, um, so, we should have an episode once I start watching some Buffy to talk about Buffy. But it was like a really, nosto- like a moment of nostalgia for a generation. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which yeah. was, I, I haven't rewatched it in years. I feel I really should go back and watch it, but there's so many other things that are sitting I on know. the list. I go back and rewatch it every so often. It's been a, it's probably been a couple years since I've sat through it again, but it's definitely like I love that show. Um, I have a weird way of watching it when I rewatch it, though. Like I don't necessarily rewatch all of Buffy. I'll kind of like I'll go through the first three seasons of it pretty hardcore, and then I kind of pick and choose after that what I'm going to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I kind of I delve more into I like Angel a little bit better afterwards like once the shows are running concurrently i tend to prefer that show over buffy itself so i'll kind of like follow angel over to his show and watch all of that because i really like that show a lot so fair yeah Yeah, i um your buffy is like my scrubs or my fraser that's what i watch yearly i've seen scrubs once yeah i love it i love it yeah i don't I, I tend to watch one of the shows that I rewatch. Uh, I watch, I've watched The Office through like oh, yeah. probably four or five times at this point. Yeah, The Office yeah. is another great one. Um, yeah, Community we've talked about three times. See, I've never watched Breaking Bad again since it finished. Yeah, um, I've never like rewatched it. The Sopranos I've gone back to a couple times. Uh, the Wire I've watched like three times. Mm-hmm. I'll go back and like pick up random. And I probably we've probably talked about it on the show before, but like go back and pick up random episodes of like Star Trek stuff and like watch that, and then get kind of stuck in it and watch like the whole se- series again, kind of thing. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll do that with TNG a lot. Like I'll get I'll start up pick an episode in season three and then end up watching like four seasons of it or something. So I feel like we could do a whole episode yeah. on rewatch value. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm going to move on from that uh, just to a couple of other little things that are also happy news. Um, they've announced some new casting for the uh, Han Solo Star Wars spinoff, um, the standalone. Um, just uh, that's going to be all about watching Han before he met Luke. And um, they've added a new cast member who is Howard K. Williams um, from The Wire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but they don't know who he's going to be yet. They don't know who he's going to be yet. No. Um, other news is that uh, Deadpool 2, they've uh, announced that Zazie Beetz will be joining the cast. Um, yeah, as Domino. As, yeah, Domino. as Domino. Which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, is, uh, is Domino always been black or has she been portrayed kind of both ways? Uh, usually she's like literally like white with black spots like a Domino. So, yeah. Um, that is kind of new, but I yeah. guess, yeah. 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 I mean, I don't think it's a it's a uh, role or a, a character that anybody really identifies with any one particular race or anything like that. 
Yeah. Speaking of characters that and and race, uh, yeah, Iron Fist is not looking so hot according to the reviews so far. Uh-oh. I was actually um, talking about this with Paul yesterday um, because he's super concerned about it, and I'm like, it's again they do this thing um, where they only put out the first six episodes of it. And that's what they review, which, okay, fine. And that worked really well to their advantage with Luke Cage, obviously, because the first yeah. six episodes were, like, amazing. And that's when it kind of it goes to shit after that. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> kind of hoping that, A, they'll pull it up after, like, they'll, they'll have it rectified after. And then it'll speed up a little bit in the second half of the season. Obviously, like, I don't know. But I'm still going to watch it. Like, I'm not going to not watch Iron Fist just because the reviews are weird or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, plus there's been a lot of backlash against it for a long time in terms of it being a problematic character and that, like, yeah. I mean, he's always been a white dude, but part of the controversy there is that he's a white dude because when the character was introduced, they couldn't really make him Asian. Well, Shang-Chi was there at the time, too, so. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm more than willing to give it a shot regardless of how bad the reviews are. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Anyway, because I want to watch Defenders and I want to know everything that's going on. Yeah. So I'm like, exactly. and really at this point, it could be a number of things. It could just be like one reviewer shit on it because he's got superhero fatigue. Like he's tired of this stuff and everybody hops on a bandwagon and then that kind yeah. of thing happens. Yeah. Or maybe it is unevenly paced and like it gets better at the end and they haven't seen the end yet. So it's like, well, you're reviewing half the show. So great. Yeah. But I reserve yeah. judgment until I get a chance to sit down and like, I'll binge it next weekend. Absolutely. So... Um, well, I'm going to take the reins again, just to try and get through news a little bit quicker. Um, <laughs> just because I have lots. American Gods will be on screens very soon, which I'm very excited about. And a whole bunch of images have been released, which look amazing. Whole, like, yeah. the star, the cast of this, like, I can't believe they got the cast they did for a TV series. Like, I, I mean, maybe I shouldn't be as surprised anymore, because um, TV is becoming the new movies. Like, it really yeah. is, with, like, production value going up the way it is. Like, yeah, the production value on that looks through the roof. Oh like the visuals on it gosh. look just astounding. I'm so beyond excited for it. I have to finish the book. Um, yeah, I kind of stalled out uh, when Zelda came out in terms yeah. of like actually <laughs> playing um, it or reading it. But I'll get I'll get back to it pretty soon. I think. Yep. Um, there's uh, a new image of Batman's new and improved Batmobile from Justice League, <laughs> which has all the guns. <laughs> Yes. Just a, it is a gun on wheels. It's guns on wheels. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I think is obnoxious. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it as Batman diehard fans. Uh, well, that, I'm not, I'm kind of like I'm hands offing the DCU stuff. Like I'll go see it, but like I don't have a giant investment in any of these movies anymore. Like they are. I don't know, like, Man of Steel was decent, but it wasn't great, and then, like, Batman v Superman, I mean, you guys can go back and listen to that episode if you feel like <laughs> punishing yourselves, I yeah, guess. But... Torturing your ears. Yeah, yeah, um, like, our thoughts on that have always been, I've always skewed pretty negative on that movie for the most part, except for the Batman stuff, oddly enough, and then, like... Batfleck was great! Yeah, and then yeah. Suicide Squad was just a... Oh, the Oscar award winning, I should say, Suicide Oscar Squad. Award, Oscar award winning Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they did that as the joke. Like the Academy <laughs> people were like, just give it to them so it can be an Oscar winning movie. Ah. Yeah, it's entirely possible, but like it was that was I that movie was a fucking train wreck. And then like So at this point I'm kinda like, man, Marvel's killing it over here, so like I and that's my world, so I'm totally happy to let Marvel Oh boy. Yeah. 
I did um, see a good uh, a good meme the other day that's that was like uh, saying, um, you know, Marvel's killing the movies, but DC is like doing much better than Marvel now in terms of comic books. And hello, kitty. Mark's got a kitty cat in terms of comic books and animated series and like almost everything else with the exception of maybe like the Netflix shows, which are ostensibly an extension of the movie universe anyways. Yeah. Um, I don't know the, uh, so that's the only thing that Marvel's really nailing right now is that MCU stuff. Yeah. But you know, whatever. I'll but take that's that. Where the majority of the money is so. Yeah, so they're making they're making tons of bank, and like they're, yeah. they're doing good movies, and like the next two movies, like all this stuff for Thor Ragnarok looks awesome, and um, all this stuff I don't know. For, I, uh, some of the visuals on that look pretty weird. I think it looks fun. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Why does your cat not give a shit? What do you mean? <laughs> She's just like, you can't see an audience, but she's just like got her arms out and her eyes are just really wide and she's just like stoic. She's not moving at all. She's happy because I'm holding her because usually I just kind of like boot her away. Oh. Uh, she, I usually close the door when we record and I did, but she was hiding in my closet. That's amazing. <laughs> and then just like snuck out and jumped on my lap. So Good. Pet her for the whole podcast. Yeah, um, but so, on, You're wet. Are you licking yourself? You're gross. <laughs> she probably peed in your closet. Um, yeah, probably. So what I was gonna say though is, don't put her down. Uh, um, She'll jump other, up in a minute. Speaking of comics, though, there's uh, some cool news about the uh, Secret Empire um, issue coming out. Uh, Tim, do you know about this? No, I've been out of the loop this week. Inform me. Well, Okay, so I'll read you what I see here. Um, Marvel's big summer crossover event, Secret Empire, is set to change the landscape of the Marvel Universe. Because Captain America is evil now and plans to take over the world with the help of Hydra. So he can expect to face some resistance, though, because CBR has revealed a tie-in comic called Secret Empire Uprising. And the one shot will focus on Black Widow leading a team of heroes resisting Cap's would-be regime and will feature Hulk, Spider-Man, Falcon, Ironheart, the Wasp, and Viv. Um, which is, it looks, the cover art's pretty cool. Yeah. This is just another, like, they've been, well, they've had, they gotta get rid of the the Hydra Captain America thing that's been going on for a while now. Um, Yeah. Like, it's been about half a year since they announced that. But, um... This will probably just be the way that they do that. Yeah, probably. probably. And get things back to like status quo a little bit with uh, Steve Rogers. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'll read it. I don't know. I should look up and see who's like actually writing and drawing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um. But yeah. So that's pretty much all the news I have. That um. I mean, Logan came out this week, but I don't want to talk about Logan yet because I haven't seen Logan yet. So I'm being selfish and making us put that off for another week and a half. <laughs> Um, just because, uh, like I said, I suck. I have not seen it. Um, I've been really busy with, uh, being in three shows right now, um, and having a full-time gerb. So a little bit nuts and bananas. Um, and I apologize, listeners, if you are disappointed, it is my fault. But don't say anything about Hugh Jackman in his beautiful tank top and his last, um, foray as Logan yet because I'm not emotionally prepared and um, I don't want to know anything until I see it and can weep openly in a theater full of yeah. my peers. You will need to be emotionally prepared. It was rough. Mm. Good, but rough. Don't tell me. Rough ride. Shush. I don't want to know anything. <laughs> I'm glad Patrick Stewart went out with a bang as well. I don't know anything about that. I just know that he went out and it's R-rated and it's our last time seeing the beautiful Hugh Jackman playing this 
great character. I read someone on Facebook said that they didn't like Hugh Jackman ever as Wolverine and that he was an overrated superhero and I wanted to punch them in the face. Because I was like, <laughs> okay, how dare you? Um, Wolverine is like this because he is jaded. And sure, he's like you know, sarcastic and rude and kind of an ass, but he is always loyal and always there to help his friends. Yeah. So, how dare you say that when Hugh Jackman is performing his last round of Wolverine? You keep that shit to yourself. For somebody who doesn't want to talk about Logan, you're talking about Logan. That's all I'm going to say. 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 I'm just... That that is how I feel. But Um, anyway... Tim and I talked about it, and like we we both had some qualms about the movie, but we we can wait and talk about it until... Yeah, you've we'll seen wait. it, I guess. Please, please wait. Please, we'll have a whole episode. Breaking our, about... breaking our, breaking our dance robot dance uh, spoilers rule. Finally, yeah, for Christy. Yeah, please. Don't do it. <laughs> so, um, I appreciate it. Um, I'd have to leave for like half an hour, but um, to an hour. But yeah, so let's move on from news, unless you guys have anything else, to our geek of the week segment. Geek of the week. Thank you, Tim. I know Mark is super excited about our. Hand- you know, one day we're gonna have to have our music. Stings. We're gonna have to have some sort of sting to like be like, this is a new segment. Like laser cats. Um, laser cats. Laser cats. Laser disc. Hey, Lauren, <laughs> we got this great idea for a show. <laughs> so good i love they're just they're holding the cat anyway um so uh yes today why don't you tell us about your geekiest thing that you've done this week let's uh we've sort of heard from mark which i'm guessing is breath of the wild play but um give us give us a little breakdown what's been your geekiest thing this week you want me to go first this guy looks like a face (laughs) what is happening right now um cat Sorry, visual get visual bits, audience. I yeah, more, more visual gags. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I've just been playing Breath of the Wild. I've done literally nothing else except for like get a job <laughs> offer and play Breath of the Wild. Um, so that's kind of my that's been my week. Um, mainly, get your claws out of me. Okay. Um, yeah, that's like that's all I've been doing. It's just like I've been mainlining Breath of the Wild. I've also bought. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, so that's my that'll be next on my playthrough list, I think. Most definitely, I just haven't I haven't actually booted it up yet. It's downloaded and ready to go. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm just like, like even before I got up, I stayed up till three last night, and then got up at ten today, and was like, oh, I gotta maybe do prep for the podcast. And I was like, mm, no, I don't really care that much about doing that, so I'll just go and uh, I'm gonna go. I gotta go do some shrines and stuff like that. <laughs> but it's crazy, like, the stuff you just randomly find in the middle of the map on that game. Like, I was, like, literally just walking around trying to find a shrine. And I walked into a, like, there's little areas where, like, you go to pray to, like, the goddess. They have little goddess statues where that's where you get your heart stuff. And I go there, and there's a giant fucking dragon uh, that's been afflicted by Ganon's evil and stuff like that. And, like, out of nowhere, they're like, hey, you gotta go fucking fight this dragon thing. Jesus. And, uh, like, take it down and help it get rid of its, like, affliction, like, from whatever the evil is or whatever that's going on in Hyrule. And, uh, yeah, also, like, out of nowhere where I'm just, like, not particularly well-equipped to go and do this thing, I'm, like, thrust into this kind of, like, it's not really, like, a fight fight, but it is, like, this really challenging little bit where you have to go in and, like, 
accurately shoot these things off the back of this dragon and stuff. And I was like, I was not prepared for this, but it's really cool because this dragon's massive and it's just flying around me and stuff. So nice. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna have a ton of fucking fun with this game. Like I can't it's so cool. Bring in weight. Yeah. I'm like so pumped up. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, the advantage to being the uh, the single gamer, I guess, I don't have a significant other who's dying to uh, <laughs> to play the same yeah. game as me, so there is that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I won't lie, my Mark and I had a small argument about... I was wondering, uh, I was wondering if you guys were going to talk about that <laughs> no, or not. We, I'll just mention it briefly. Um, we had an argument because I was under the impression that Mark and I would be playing Breath of the Wild together at least for the first hour and a half, two hours, just so I could see it, you know, so I could be a part of that experience. And he played without me. And he was just grinding, but it was enough to make me, it was enough to grind me. So, um, grind my gears. So I, um, I made a fuss. And arguably, I should probably not have made as big as a fuss I did, but I was still pretty pissed <laughs> because to me, Video gaming is sacred when it's new games, uh, especially of franchises that you love and, like, things that you don't get a lot. Like, you don't get new Zeldas every day. So I was pretty excited yeah. to experience Here's that. my Here's my question. This is my well, – this is just me playing devil's advocate. Have you – you've never, you, you were saying last week or the week before that you've never beaten a Zelda before, right? No, I've beaten Skyward Sword and I have played through both Majora's Mask and – um, Ocarina, and I uh, played okay. through Wind Waker a bit, but like I've never fully beaten them. It doesn't mean that I don't adore them. Okay, like I still love them. I think I kind of understood that like you hadn't really like really played played them. So no, 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 no. I definitely have. Like I've played Ocarina four or five times. I just can't get past the fucking water temple. And you can use a walkthrough for that. Like you should just you use know, a walkthrough. You know what it is though. I think. Um, I think the first copy of Ocarina I had, because I've had two, was um, the first one I had had a glitch. And apparently that was something that um, happened in some consoles, was that you just could not get past it. Uh, What what, what do you mean? Like, you had a Nintendo 64 and a cartridge? What glitch? Because, like, I had the gold cart, like the original one, and I never had a problem getting through the water temple. Uh, I didn't have the gold one. Um, I can't remember what the issue was, but I remember reading online. Maybe it was years ago. Maybe they fixed it. I don't know. Or like they found out that how would was, you how would they, they fix it? But like that someone found an alternative route. Oh, okay. But yeah. um, uh, from what I understand, there were some cartridges that had uh, a water temple glitch, which is why it wasn't possible. Mm, okay, because I had like a first run version of it yeah. for years and years. Um, this could I... be like sorry, go on. Well, I just I don't remember that ever hearing about like a, a game breaking glitch. Like this is obviously back in the day when they would quality test games for a year before they put them out. So well, that's why I'm not unlike now. We're like, old. oh, you got you got like a you got a day one launch game. You're a fucking beta tester these yeah, days. Yeah, so. pretty much. Yeah, but um, I don't know. This was like years ago, so I could I could be mistaken. It could have just been that I had like done, I don't know. Anyway, um, that was probably my geekiest thing. This though was this week was getting pissed off that my boyfriend didn't wait. To- <laughs> play this new video game with me i still i feel like the funniest <laughs> thing was like you messaging me to be like don't post anything about this on social media just as i made a joke on your post about it and i was like oh well sorry <laughs> i know and i was like delete it he's like no that would look weird and i was like yeah. it looks weird that you said that at all <laughs> no not really <laughs> but anyway um how about you tim what was your geekiest thing in the week uh, I had a really busy week with work and stuff, so, and, and it's also been, uh, it's Alicia's birthday today, so we've been doing stuff for her birthday, 
So I, mine will kind of be piggybacked off of her birthday stuff, which was uh, earlier today we uh, waited in line for like two hours to go to a Hello Kitty cafe truck. Oh my god! So like they, it was it's this, just this van that pops up uh, in your city, like, and they popped up in this little like uh, sort of I don't know shopping area, and uh, they were selling like baked goods like cakes and uh macarons and cookies like this one right here which i'm about to eat oh it's a little kitty cookie it's like little little kitty like donut with the pink bow and uh yeah the line was just fucking crazy long and there were people there that were in like lolita clothes and stuff like that and all sorts of like people wearing you know super kawaii outfits and shit like that and yeah, it was it was an experience, but Alicia had really been wanting to do it. Like they came a couple, yeah, they came a couple months ago, and she missed it, and she was pissed off. So uh, she was like, when she found out it was happening, like on her birthday, she was like, "Yeah, we have to go do this." I was like, "Okay," but at the very least, like there were Poke stops nearby, so I just dropped lures and <laughs> caught Pokemon while we sat in line for like two hours. Fair <laughs> it strikes me as a decent way to spend some time. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that was my geekiest thing, I think, this week. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, How about with that being said, I already said mine, remember? Getting oh, yeah, yours is getting in a fight. <laughs> fight about Zelda. Because um, that, that's pretty geeky. That's, I, that's to be fair, I've, I've, had, I've had those sorts of uh, uh, disagreements with Alicia before where like I've gone through and played something without her, done something without her, and she's got upset with me. It matters more to us. Boys, like you just you just want to play the game, and it's you don't even think about how that would make us upset that you experience it before we do, like or without us, like. It's, Believe me, it's I I thing. know now. <laughs> yeah, you know now, just like my mark knows now. Like, um, though I will admit that I was I was in the wrong to get as dramatic as I did. I can at least say that. But fair enough. Anyway, yeah, fair enough. Anyway. Um, so we're going to get to the topic this week, because um, we've been um, been chatting about news and whatnot for 38 minutes and 5 seconds. So um, <laughs> we're going to be talking this week, ladies and gentlemen, about terrible performances in good movies. And uh, I think we all know immediately, everybody should have like that one performance that comes to mind that you're just like, oh, Fuck! I hated that. That guy ruined that movie for me. It was so bad. Like everybody has one or two of those that come to mind immediately. And I know my top two, like off the bat, like I'm ready to bitch about them at a moment's notice. So uh, we're gonna go around. I just want to hear what people think um, in no particular order, uh, except maybe like the number one worst. If you have like the absolute worst like shook you to your core like oh my god why did you do that why was this person cast like what blah, blah, blah. so um blah, blah, is apparently an okay way of um, <laughs> being unsure of what to say so why don't we just uh, why don't we just start the conversation and we can get get a flow going and uh listeners by the way please while you're listening or after you listen pipe in with uh whether you agree you disagree what your own um worst experiences with movies and actors have been and how they've ruined your experience with that film. So uh, let's get going. Uh, Mark, you want to start us off? What's uh, what's one that you've you've come up with? 
um, Halle Berry in the X-Men movies. That was on my list, too. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say Catherine. So bad. Well, no, that's a that's a terrible that's, performance that's, in a terrible movie, right? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Legendarily um, cited as, like, probably the worst comic book movie ever. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas, like, X-Men, like, everything around her, for the most part, is pretty solid. Especially those first two movies were, like... Yeah, those are pretty good movies. Yeah, they're pretty good movies, right? And then all of a sudden you got Halle Berry there, and she just looks lost and bored. And, like... Yeah, she's just phoning it in. She didn't get the character at all. Like, she was... Yeah. yeah. And Storm is such a cool character. Yeah, absolutely. Storm's an yeah, awesome character. And, she's, like, now yeah. an entire generation has been exposed to this, like, milk toast, like, shitty kind of Storm that doesn't seem to, like, give a shit or whatever. Like, just... I mean, Halle Berry's gorgeous, so there is that. Like, seeing her in a leather outfit is never going to hurt my wanting to see the movie. But I'm like... Man, like, did you do you even know who the character is? Like, do you give a shit at all what's going on? Like, it's really depressing. Yeah. So no, I think she was clearly ju- there just for that fucking paycheck. Yeah. yeah. Well, what kind of bums me out about Halle Berry playing Storm too is that personally, if I was to pick any X Men character that I would want to be, um, that was like with backstory and everything included, I would pick Storm because even though she's had a bit of a hard like go, she's like got some kick-ass like storylines to her and like she is like black panther and her had that relationship and like how she like she grew up and she's her, stupid powerful she's yeah. stupid powerful but she doesn't have so much drama surrounding her that like she's you know like rogue she's not like rogue who's like yeah. everything sucks yeah but, her powers um, don't her powers don't fuck up her life too badly yeah they actually influence her to have a lot, like except for that village that one time. But um, <laughs> like, uh, she's she's a, such a cool, powerful character. So to have someone who was cast specifically because of how she looks and just phone in that performance, like what a waste. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Yeah, that one that one always pisses me off, and it's like they tried to make her the leader of the team in the third one, and I'm like, no, I like, buy it. She, you're yeah. not buying it. It's clearly Wolverine is the leader. Just let Wolverine be the leader. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman had far more stage presence. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you have anything else to say about that particular portrayal? Um, no. No, and, oh well. I guess I mean it's not really her fault, but like they, they never got the hair right. That really always bothered me. Like, yeah. Every movie they had a different wig, and it never worked. And I was always like, "What the fuck are you doing with that stuff?" Like she was okay with like the sort of mohawk in the last movie. Was it the last movie she had the mohawk in or whatever? That was a that was, was that a was that Apocalypse? No, Days of Futures Past. Right? They had her. Oh, yeah, they had yeah. her come back. Yeah, that was like yeah. she, that was a cameo. That was did yeah. she even have a speaking line in that? I don't remember I, her speaking at all. I think she just said like hi or something. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. But she had the it. she had the best look in that movie. Yeah, out of yeah, all but, of the other ones, but she wasn't. She didn't factor in it at all. Oh yeah, really. no, she she had some some lines because she was there at the beginning, right? I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember anymore. It's hard to like. I haven't watched recall. that since it was in theaters. Yeah, it was when when they were all good. sealing themselves in before right. um, uh, they were the taking Xavier back. Yeah. 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 So she had some lines. Yeah, I don't remember specifically, but like that was uh, that was interesting. So yeah, I, Halle Berry is like the one that popped. Like, I, I, most of mine are kind of comic book related, like comic book Fair. movie related. So Fair enough. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, was there anything about her performance that really drove you nuts? Like, besides just, you say she was phoning it in. Like, what about it, like, made it bad? Well, she she wasn't acting like Storm Axe. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't have any of that, like, regal bearing. I thought you said, or... I thought said she wasn't acting like Snorlax. <laughs> Snorlax, yeah. <laughs> Snorlax. That's a deep cut. Okay. Um, no, she just didn't act the way, like, the character of Storm is in the comics or, like, is to me at all. Like, she was just, like another person they didn't give her any of like the the thief backstory or any of the like mm. you know what i mean like any of that kind of awesome backstory that storm has they never but, gave any of or, that to her or an like, accent wow. or anything yes well asking Halle berry to do an accent is probably yeah. like not the best <laughs> idea one way or the other so yeah. but like she was like storm does have such a cool story i would love for them to do a storm like spinoff um where it was like someone else yeah you know who would be a really good fucking Storm? Who was the one that uh, played, uh, that did the voice for Maz in episode seven? Nupita Luongo. She would be an amazing fucking Storm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she'd be good, actually. Um, hey, maybe when they reboot, they'll just go, well, I guess they have they have a Storm now. Didn't they, they cast a new Storm in Apocalypse? I've only seen it. Like, yeah, once, well, so. Apocalypse was such shit that I wouldn't be surprised if they sort of try to wipe that off the face of the earth. I'm being, well, they're doing another one. I don't know when I it's. I haven't seen it yet. Apocalypse. Mm, you're not missing much. <laughs> no, you're really not. Oh, apparently, there's a lot of people that sort of fan cast her as a uh, storm. As storm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. But, um, but okay. So, Tim, what would you say is uh, is on your list? Who's who is uh, uh, bad? <laughs> The one that jumped right into my mind when I started thinking about this topic was um, in Mallrats, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, and uh, the first Kevin Smith movie I ever saw, but Jeremy London's performance in it is so fucking lackluster. <laughs> He's so ever, fucking bad in it. I you ever listen to the, the commentary on that? Uh, on yeah, but it's been a long time. Uh, I guess he's baked like the entire fucking time <laughs> in the movie. I, or like high or drunk or something like that. I can't remember exactly what they say. It's been a while since I listened to the commentary, let alone seen Mallrats. Yeah. Um, but I guess he was like notoriously like just fucking shit faced the entire time <laughs> and like not. That's why and like you could see it in the editing of the movie too, where like his character becomes like he's supposed to be the main character, but she spends so yeah. much time just like leaning on Brody, like Jason Lee, yeah. who's so strong and like overbearing almost at that yeah. point. But like. I would imagine if you were that London brother, because there's two. It's like, it was, what is it, Jeremy and J- James? James? The other one? I can't remember. Either way, if you're that London brother in that movie and you're standing on set and Jason Lee, who's at that point like a newcomer, like he's yeah. a skateboarding guy, right? Like he's never acted before and yeah. he's fucking killing you, like on every line reading. Gotta be getting depressed. Yeah, that would be really <laughs> depressing. Well, like, that's Especially just, like, when. Like, he never got he never got asked to come back to any of his movies and Jason Lee is yeah. now like a staple. I don't, in the, yeah, the I, I don't think about Kevin Smith movies without Jason Lee. I mean yeah. there've been a ton that have happened obviously without him but like when I think about those movies he's part of the reason why I go back and watch them. Yeah, he's like yeah. the he's like 
part of the Rat Pack almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's yeah. like part of Kevin Smith's little like production posse yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. No, and it's just like his his fucking like timing on the lines and the delivery is just weak so many times. And like you got to think too, like they probably did how many takes of that movie? Like it's not like fucking Clerks where Kevin Smith, you know, was shooting on a really tight schedule. Like he had a fucking significant budget on that movie he could have you know he had time to go back and do like multiple takes of shit but still like the best uh takes that they had of his of london's lines and stuff like half the time were fucking like weird and stilted and the timing is off and yeah i mean like the thing with with kevin smith's movies is it relies so heavily on the the writing and sort of the speed and uh tone with which it's delivered and well, London just, just didn't get that. Witty, it, com- it requires a witty um, understanding of comedic timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think that, that London had that at all. So, yeah, I mean, I still fucking love that movie. Like, it doesn't, you know, make it unwatchable for me by any stretch. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely some points where I'm just like, they're just cringeworthy with him. But luckily, even though he's ostensibly the main character, it ends up very much being the Brody show. And I'm totally yeah. okay with that. Yeah. So... Fair enough. Yeah, that, that's probably my biggest one, the the one that really jumps into my mind. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, that uh, I like that for you guys. It's either comic books or Kevin Smith. <laughs> those are your top. Yeah, those, those are, are my go tos. Like, yeah, those are your go tos on like every topic. It's comic books or Kevin well, Smith. We're we're a nerd based podcast, right? Like we're supposed I know, to be a nerdy. It's a good thing. It's it's a good thing. It's so those are the movies that like. I've matter. got some on my list that aren't nerdy movies. Don't worry. Well, I'll tell you the first one that popped into my mind, um, and it's not even from like a phenomenal film because this was actually, I think, the worst of the series. But was Alec Guinness as Dumbledore in Goblet Alec of Fire? It's not Alec Guinness. Or not Alec Guinness. You mean Obi Wan Kenobi? Sorry, my bad. I'm not Wasn't he Alec dead by Guinness. then? Isn't Alec Guinness dead? Yeah, he's totally yeah. dead. Um, Alec Guinness has been dead for, dead for like 30 years. I'm sorry. Years. I don't know why I said Alec Guinness. Um, no, who am I thinking of? Richard Harris? No, he's dead too. Um, it was... Oh, the new guy. Yeah, the new guy. Uh, Michael, Richard Harris? Michael Gambon or whatever? Is Michael that his name? Michael Gambon, thank you. Gambon? Yeah. Yeah, Alec Guinness. Michael Gambon. You can see why I got confused. Not like <laughs> really, but like... It's it yeah yeah because anyway. they're both old white British guys is that yeah it's <laughs> that's almost, Michael Gambon if it, they weren't old white British guys I would think that was racist because you thought they were the same person <laughs> no I didn't think they were the same person I just uh, I you know what was I've been listening to a podcast I think they made that mistake on uh, this podcast I listened to called Witch Please and then oh. someone corrected them um, wait you listen to a Harry Potter podcast no okay I do um, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but his performance, um, Michael Gambon's performance as Dumbledore, especially in this one scene in the fourth Harry Potter movie, The Goblet of Fire, he runs at Harry after Harry's been, not, um, his name has come out of The Goblet of Fire, and they're in this office in front of all the other things, and like, in the book, Dumbledore does get like, you know, he's he's very calm and collected, but he does like, like approach... Yeah, and he approaches Harry, and he's just like, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? And it's like the most stern that Dumbledore's ever been with Harry. But in the book, Michael Gambon just, like, runs at him, picks him up, and shakes him, and throws him against a friggin', like, cabinet full of trinkets. And it's just like, what are you doing? 
and like we were all like all Harry Potter fans. We were all pretty upset that it wasn't you know Richard Harris anymore because Richard Harris had died. And we you know I I think I speak to a lot of people at least on fan sites that were kind of pissed off with this guy playing Dumbledore who none of us believed like he was he had really let us down in the third movie because um, he just wasn't Richard Harris. But there was this mm-hmm. point where he could, like, you know, rally in the second movie. Like, maybe he'd take some direction. Maybe J.K. Rowling would have, like, talked to him. Maybe something would have happened. But no, he was still, like, just that moment was so not canon of Dumbledore's character. But it was just infuriating. It really do you think did. that was him, like, as an actor? Or do you think it was, like, how it was directed? Um, I think that was him as an actor. I think that was okay. him because he is his he take was on so, it or whatever. Yeah, he was so seasoned at that point, and they were using a brand new director because they they switched directors mm-hmm. almost every movie, save for the first two, and it was um, Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus, yeah. And um, I think that Michael Gambon just was like, no, I think this is how I'm going to do it. And the director was probably just not, neither of like he never read the Harry Potter books. Michael Gambon never read the Harry Potter series. What the fuck? That's not. To be fair, like that's not uncommon when it comes to actors taking roles and stuff like no. that. Like not knowing who the I think character is. I, I don't care. I think it's rude as fuck. I do. I do too. Oh, I agree completely. No but it's not uncommon is. for that kind of stuff to like happen. You hear that all the time. Where like so and so gets yeah. cast as like X character that's hugely popular, yeah. and they're like, yeah, I don't really know who that is. And it's like, then why did you like? Why I don't understand. Yeah. So and the thing was like, it wasn't even that Goblet of Fire was probably the weakest harry potter movie it was rushed it was um like clumsily put together and you know it wasn't like a great film but it was a great series and i feel like michael gambit in particular in that moment he lost me completely for the rest of the film series i was just like fuck you you're not dumbledore well luckily he's only (laughs) in two more movies after that so three four is he no is he died in six yeah, but he's still present in seven and eight and like seven point two five. Is he actually is he actually in those? Two? I don't even remember yeah, anymore. Yeah. I should have watched like the or whatever, aren't there? Oh, yeah, okay. I don't remember. I don't remember. Like, yeah, you see him in his grave, and um, mm. there's a number of things. Like, I preferred him dead, but like in <laughs> in death, he did resemble Dumbledore. But um, I just found him absolutely infuriating, and it was so. You, so your favorite like, performance of his was as a corpse. Yes. <laughs> he played a dead Dumbledore very well. Valid. Okay. Yeah. I don't I remember. Don't I, I can't remember that like specifically bothering me that much. But like, well, you're not as much of a Harry I'm not Potter. As, fan I was just going to say, I'm not as big a Potterhead as you are. Yeah. Which yeah. I remember watching that and just being like, "What the fuck?" Because like that is not Dumbledore. That is not a Dumbledore reaction. He was always calm and collected, even when he was like furious. Like, even with Voldemort, he didn't scream at Voldemort in the, um, like, fifth book in the, you know, uh, the, um, The fight or whatever? The fight, yeah. He, he barely said anything to Voldemort because he is composure. Dumbledore had so many secrets that he consistently had to be composed. The only time we ever really see Dumbledore being Dumbledore is when he cries because, you know, he didn't think he could look at Harry at the end of the fifth book because he was too afraid that Voldemort would, like, see through him. And when he's drinking the the potion um, in the sixth book before he dies, that you know because he's so weakened by it, um, because he's has to reveal who he is because of the effects of this like potion. And yeah. even then, we didn't see Michael Gambon act that part like at all because I don't think that he ever understood the character. 
but that's just my take on it. I'll have to ask my sister how she felt about that, because she is a pretty big Potterhead. I don't remember her take on... uh, (laughs) I don't remember her take on Michael Gambon versus Richard, whatever his name is. No, Michael Gambon, who is Richard Harris, who was the first uh, Dumbledore. He was perfect. Richard Harris as Dumbledore was perfection. Yeah. I remember loving him as Dumbledore. It was devastating when he passed away because, like... Well, one, because he was a fantastic actor. Like, he was brilliant. But especially as Dumbledore, like, he just... He was Dumbledore. Yeah. But anyway. uh, Let's move on, though. Mark, give us another one that you... uh, That infuriated you. Um, And I swear this is not just me being a douche or, like, sexist or anything like that. Um... Because I actually quite like her in Mad Men, but January Jones as Emma Frost in X Men First Class was the other one that I came up with while we're looking at this. She was pretty weak because both of his are women so far. Yeah, most of mine are women, actually. (laughs) If it's not a performance, like, I think women matter more to you guys because mine are all men. Um, Okay. Because you watch women more closely. I wouldn't say that necessarily, but like I just find that like it seems like when these when women get into these roles, especially because they're not exposed to it, like young, they don't care about the character as much, and like they don't put as much in, kind of thing. See, I don't think that's true. I think that um, some, I think sometimes like, and maybe this is just you know from a girl perspective, you guys really fantasize and like um, create what the women are in your minds, right? Because, you know, they were, a lot of the time they were, you know, sex symbols or they were, um, you know, they were plot Mm. devices and. I've never really had a crush on a female comic book character that I can think of. Yeah, me neither, really. But like, in terms of like, the way they characterize, again, it's my problem is like, I've read the books. So like, Mm -hmm. I really love Emma Frost as a character in the comics. And like, she's super awesome and badass all the time in, um. Especially the post um, Grant Morrison X Men run, like where she becomes part of the team and stuff like that. She's mm-hmm. always like super conniving, super has a plan, like very powerful, like kind of leads the team and that kind of stuff. And then they cast her in the movie, and she is just like, I mean, January Jones is gorgeous, so like they they play that up. And Emma Frost is supposed to be beautiful, but like that's pretty much all they use her for is just to be like, mm-hmm. oh, she's hot and in like a white kind of like garter belt kind of outfit to play the white queen at that point. And I was like, well, do something with it then. And that might be more script than anything else. I think think that one might be more writing. Yeah. But she definitely didn't like do anything. Like she didn't look super enthused to be like, to help it at all. When you're Mm -hmm. on the, on the set and stuff like that, she looks fucking bored the whole time. And I'm just like, no, that's too bad. Yeah. Especially because that character would be like, absolutely amazing if they got her right. And were like used her properly. I'm hoping she's a character that will show up when they, if they ever do reboot it or bring them into the MCU or whatever happens in the next couple of years, that Emma Frost is a character that will come to the forefront a little bit more because she's super badass and an awesome character. And like, she's factors into like two of my favorite runs uh, of X-Men books hugely. Like she's huge in new X-Men and then like the uh, Joss Whedon astonishing X-Men run. She's, a big part of the team in that too. And she's awesome in both those runs. Yeah. So when she shows up in this movie and she's just kind of like this side character who's just, Oh, in garter belts and hot. And like, well, you and fuck I think that up guys. 
Like, I think that was good casting, at least appearance-wise, but, mm-hmm. like, I think she could have been a really good Emma Frost, but just because of the way that story was built, like, she was... I don't even think she really needed to be in that story. I think they just put her in because she's historically in that, you know, in the comic book storyline. Yeah, in, in the Hellfire Club, they use her and stuff like that, so yeah. she is part of that group, and then, like, she was at that point... Yeah, definitely January Jones has sex appeal. Like she's beautiful, so Yeah. And like it's not like I don't like January Jones. She's amazing in Mad Men. Like she's so good in Mad Men. Yeah. Just because you don't like a female actress doesn't mean it has to be sexist. It just means I just feel like immediately people are going to assume that I'm being a sexist asshole. Like that's (laughs) that's why like this isn't about um how they looked or what they, you know, were like um in production. It's about the performance personally like how it affected you for something that you really cared about yeah all right well tim what do you what about another one for you um let's see since we're on the geeky movie ben uh i mean i love the lord of the rings movies but orlando bloom he looks like an elf and he but that's about where it stops like his performances were just like whenever we're sitting there and walking uh watching through the movies we're just you know he has so many lines that are just like fucking laughable and his delivery is never particularly great and it's maybe not that it's a terrible performance but it just doesn't shine amongst so many other really good performances that his just kind of falls flat in comparison well he's next to like gimli who was outstanding yeah yeah, especially acting through all that makeup. And have you guys heard like um, John Rice Davies? Like his, uh, he had like really bad skin reactions to that makeup and stuff too. So like the whole time that he's in it, he's just like in like pain and uh, you know itching and shit like that. And yet he's still acting through all of that. Like he was miserable through all those shoots, which is just tragic. But uh, yeah. he still did an amazing job of that character, whereas fucking Legolas is just sitting there kind of phoning it in and not really doing anything particularly exciting in terms of actual acting. I mean, mostly he's there as an action figure anyways. I mean, at least that's the way that Peter Jackson sort of interpreted him. Um, And it gets worse in large part in the Hobbit movies as well, which uh, aren't sort of as beloved as the Lord of the Rings movies, but... Um, Alicia went on kind of a rant uh, with uh, Spears from Geeks with Kids actually this week over the Hobbit movies. She wrote like a fucking novel to him uh, about them. And uh, one of the things that she said was that it is totally acceptable. Like chronologically speaking, Legolas would have existed and probably been in that area of Middle Earth around the time of the Hobbit. So it's not that far fetched to have him there, but it was just... You know, he was put in because he's a popular character and because they just wanted more tie-ins to the... Yeah, they just wanted more tie-ins to the Lord of the Rings movies. But we always joke that uh, one of the stars of the Hobbit movies is Orlando Bloom's neck because he got, like, super fucking (laughs) swole for the Hobbit movies and he's not anywhere near like that. Like, he's a much sort of slighter guy in the Lord of the Rings movies. So his fucking neck is, like, just huge and massive and wide and it makes no sense whatsoever. That's so funny. I really didn't. I remember that when I finally watched the Hobbit movies not too long ago. Um, I remember he's included, and I was like, "That's fine," because I know I knew the Hobbit movies weren't like super accurate or anything like that. But he's so bad in them that, like, yeah. And Orlando Bloom's notoriously kind of like the weak link in almost every movie he's in, and I can't because, like, is it the first? What's the, he in? the Pirates of the Caribbean right, movies? Pirates, well. Yeah, the first Pirates movie. He's fucking terrible in that first Pirates movie. And he's standing next to, like, and I don't particularly like Johnny Depp that much, but, like, especially in the first Pirates movie, he's, like, 
almost magnetically watchable in that movie. Yeah. And like you, he's true. got like this cardboard cutout of a human being standing next to him, and it's just like <laughs> this, this is cardboard cutout of a human this being. Sucks. Like you're so boring, and you're standing next to like Johnny Depp, who's just like clearly yeah. fucking fried on heroin and just <laughs> oh yeah, like nuts. Yeah. yeah. But it works. Yeah, but it worked. Out. Yeah, it works. Out. Like I, I still like the perfect I, character for him. Oh no, it's and that's why he's still playing it. Like there's a fifth movie on the way, I guess. Like I was yeah. when I saw Logan. There's yeah. another fucking yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. And Javier like, Javier uh, Bardem is the villain in this one, which I'm kind yeah. of intrigued. Yeah, me too. They always have good guys as like the villain, though. They had Ian McShane yeah. in one of them. I don't know which one, but he was the yeah. bad guy in like the third or fourth movie or something like that. Yeah, um, he played Blackbeard mm-hmm. and uh, Jeffrey Rush and. I feel bad, though, because, like, Johnny Depp, like, that was the beginning of his downfall, I think. Like, he was very, 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 very good in it, but it became the only character that he played. Now he's just, like, weird all the time. That, he's either that or he's in a fucking Tim Burton movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was apparently yeah, he really was good in Black Mass, which was a pretty big departure. That was him as, uh, as Whitey Bulger. Oh right, right, yeah. He was he's was good. Like I think it was early two thousands when he was doing like he was kind of doing his Oscar kind of run. Like he did he did Blow and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like he was very yeah. good. He's a really talented actor. Yeah. Oh, he's super talented. But like in he was sort of on my list with like Chocolate Factory or not Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Um, with like even though that's terrible too. But for the Mad oh, Hatter Alice in Wonderland. like yeah. Alice in Wonderland, like that was shit. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. I don't hate that performance. I don't think I've seen that one. I can't do Tim Burton. Like, modern Tim Burton movies, I can't do. Like, I, I just know, me can't either. get through they, them. They're just, like, everything is CGI and upsetting. We we still go see them. We Well, we saw Alice Through the Looking Glass. It wasn't as good as Alice in Wonderland, but it was still... Mm. It had its, had its moments. But, um, yeah, I don't know. But I do agree that Orlando Bloom as Legolas was... He, he was pretty... Yeah, exactly. He was pretty, and that's what he was there for. But he just was, and and again, he had the he had the physical appearance of an elf. I'll I'll give him that. But just the performance, there wasn't much there uh, in comparison. Yeah, the lackluster compared to all the other amazing performances in those movies. Yeah, I like that they still talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, those guys, a lot of them are still like really close friends, and the hobbits yeah. in particular, because they were just yeah. always hanging out. Didn't they all yeah. get a tattoo or something like that at one point? Yeah, they did. They have all got a tattoo of the ring. Uh, I think all of the fellowship members did. I'll yeah, to, they got Alicia like a would have one to, tell to seven me or to confirm that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So. But um, I will say my next hated performance. Um, and it, again, this wasn't even like a particularly stunning film, though I did love it um, when it came out. I fucking hated Russell Crowe. <laughs> that was on my list as well yeah so i really i really like Les Mis as a movie though yeah it was like enjoyable and i think hugh jackman did a pretty good job yeah. as jean valjean and and then I hathaway that, was amazing in it yeah she was very good i was not a huge fan of amanda seafried um mm. and her singing as um at cassette i thought that she was obnoxiously and- vibrata and uh, what fish, fish face, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne. He was he was pretty yeah. good. Oh, I loved him. I love him. I yeah. love him. I love him. I love him. When he sang "Empty Chairs and Empty Tables," I wept. But yeah. oh, and, and Sasha, Sasha Baron Cohen's fucking uh, innkeeper. Um, that was uh, so Thernadier. amazing. The Thernadiers, yeah. yeah. But 
Let's just say they've got all these amazing people. Even though I wasn't a huge fan of Helena Bonham Carter either in that film. Her acting was great. Musically, I'm not a huge fan of her. I didn't really like her in Sweeney Todd either. Yeah, um, her voice isn't amazing, but no. she usually makes up for it in presence in performance. and uh, in yeah. performance. Yeah, like her as Bellatrix Lestrange. Don't even get me started. Amazing, but um, <laughs> and like she does so many cool parts. Like when she was in Frankenstein with uh, Kenneth Branagh, I was kidding. Mm, yeah. But anyway, we're not talking about Helena Bonham Carter. We're talking about the shittiness that was Russell Crowe. <laughs> because how the hell could anyone with ears have let him stay in that film? Yeah, it was really bad. Isn't he in a band? Like, doesn't he have a band or something Uh, like that? You can sing in a band. You can sing rock songs. You can be, you know, a country star. You can can sing opera. But that does not mean that you know how to sing musically. Yeah. Like, in a musical, it's so different. It's so different. And if the character doesn't fit your range... What the hell are you... Like, why would they cast you in that? Because I'm sure Russell Crowe has a fine voice when he's, like, rocking out. But if you're going to be playing in a musical that is set in the 1820s or 1800s, is it 1800s? When was the French Revolution? 1900s? Uh, Mid-1800s, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, when If you're going to be singing in a period timepiece with music that is traditionally musical... And Sorry, like late, late 1700s. Late 1700s, okay. I don't know why I thought it was 1820. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. But, um... Uh, that's embarrassing. But if you're like, <laughs> if you're in this position where you're going to be singing this, you know, these ballads and some of the most powerful songs in music in the theater, musical theater canon, then you should have someone who has the musical chops. The chops, yeah. To play that part. And Russell Crowe's performance, you could tell he was uncomfortable the whole time. He was yeah. so uncomfortable. Because the one thing they did in Les Mis that was pretty cool was that it was all live singing. Like, they sang while they were doing the the parts, and that's what they used. It wasn't yeah. recorded afterwards in a, stu- in a studio. There was no lip syncing. It was all, like, in the moment, real singing. Yeah. And so it didn't have to be perfect. And everybody who went in to see it and knew that understood. But his singing was so bad, and you could <laughs> see it in his pinched face... And, like, when he sang Stars, I was so glad about that crack when he fell into the water. I was yeah. just like, you butchered this. Like, you butchered this. So, like, half an hour later when he committed suicide, I was like, good, get out. Even though that crack was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it was It was so pained. Uh, his performance was just not, not good at all. He's I mean, even the, even the acting... Yeah, even oh. the acting like parts were like he was like, just not. Yeah, you could you could tell he was way the fuck out of his element for sure. God damn! Like it was just beyond disappointing. The minute he started singing in the intro with Hugh Jackman, just like you know, sexy as hell, just pulling this giant chain to get a ship in, and then you just hear like, now two more six one. It was like, oh yeah. my god, no, no. Yeah, and no! he sings it all. It's, it's it's been a while since I've watched it, but he doesn't he sing it all like really nasally as well. It's all yeah, yeah. Terrible when he sings stars. He was like stars in your multitude. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh god. Everything and plus, like him him mind. putting on the accent as well is on top of the the singing just makes it even worse. And what bums me out is, like, this is the guy who won two Oscars in a row. 
Yeah. Like oh, he's a great actor when he's, he's in his element. When he's in his element, but this just yeah. proved to me that like he was he was so miscast. He was so miscast. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't handle it. To this day, it makes me angry, almost as angry as my number one. <laughs> but yeah, that would be that would be mine. Do you guys have anything else to say about that? I'm sure Mark has seen it a million times. Yeah, I've never big, seen that. Big big fan of uh, of Andrew Lloyd Webber. Mark is. Yeah. His work is outstanding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so that's all I have to say about that. How about you, Mark? What's uh? What would you say would be? Let's let's bring it down. These are our last two that we're gonna be. Okay. Right. Um, this is the, this is the only non-comic book, non-female. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my la- the, the second to last one um, is the the kid who plays John Connor in Terminator Two. I haven't seen that. You've never oh, seen Terminator fuck. 2. I've never uh, seen Eddie Furlong is his name. Eddie Fur- Ed- Edward Furlong, yeah. Edward Furlong, really? yeah. Yeah. I thought uh, I thought he's, really? he oh, made, that well, so made that movie. He not made that movie. He was oh he, he did is, not make yeah. that movie. He's so whiny and everything's so stilted. And almost like and if I like to watch the like the director's cuts kind of like the definitive version of the movie for me. Yeah. And they add so much stuff of him like interacting with the Terminator that like and it's not like Arnold Schwarzenegger is like the greatest actor ever, but he's serviceable in that role especially. And yeah. then like this kid's acting like, against yeah. him, and it's so fucking, like, it's like nails on a chalkboard, kind of gratingly annoying kind of thing. And what is mm-hmm. otherwise, like, probably one of the best action movies of all time. Like, it's such a good movie that having this little, like, eight or, like, he's 10 or 11 years old running around, like, just being a little shithead douche and, like, making the Terminator I, yeah. say, I'll still baby. I'm like, God fucking damn it, kid. Like, don't be an asshole for, like, five seconds. So that was one of the things that I liked about that movie was that it turned that sort of trope of like, you know, the chosen one being like perfect and like, you know, well behaved and everything like that on its head. Like he was very much like he was, you know, even though he was going to end up being like the savior of of Earth and whatever, he very much needed to become that person. and He wasn't that person at that Mm -hmm. point. Yeah, that's all. That's fine. I just found like the the, the actor they picked to be like really stilted delivery and like. Whatever. Yeah, I have a thing did. against. I have like fit shit against child actors. Like I'm not a big fan of child actors usually. <laughs> so like, I will immediately take a shit on them if I can. Like the kid in episode one. I'm just like, oh my god. Oh, I was gonna <laughs> say Anakin. Yeah. 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 Uh, I I can't wait until we can gush all over Daphne Keene uh, in Logan when Christy finally gets to see it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She yeah. was so good. So, yeah, like- she was excellent. But yeah, so that's that's my other one that like that one really that, for some reason like I I won't go back to that movie as often as I probably would if they had somebody who was if they had written that role less aggressively annoying and then like the yeah. kid wasn't was able to deliver any of the dialogue in a way that didn't make me want to punch him in the goddamn mouth. <laughs> well, see, that's kind of funny too because like um, there are certain people who aren't very like phenomenal actors, but like you still love them. Like you know, let's. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of those actors, like, he's not outstanding. Everything he does is kind of a joke, like, in itself, like, um, not everything, but, like, when he was Mr. Freeze, like, not the best performance in the world, but still you loved it because it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. It didn't ruin the movie because it wasn't great. No, that that movie was ruined by it being a terrible fucking movie. Yeah, Yeah, it was a terrible movie, but you know what I mean? Like, that movie wasn't, it wasn't... Arnold Schwarzenegger, it was just that you know you could still like him as Mr. Freeze in this terrible movie, even though it was bad. Well, um, he's clearly enjoying the shit out of playing the role, right? Like, he's yeah, having <laughs> so much fun, just it was like a great time. 
Yeah. It's the same thing with Jingle with all, all the Way. With the shitty puns and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can tell he's having a fucking blast doing that, yeah. so. Yeah. And it was the same thing with Jingle All the Way. Like, he's terrible in that film, but you still are like, yeah, Arnold! You know what I mean? Like, it's hard for Arnold Schwarzenegger, even if he is a bad actor, to ruin uh, a movie because of his bad acting. Well, he gets to yeah. a point kind of post-T2 where, like, he's, you can tell he's just having fun doing all this stuff now. And it yeah. kind of, yeah. it's the same as, like, seeing Dwayne Johnson in a movie now where, like, yeah. even if the movie's not great, he's having fun doing it. So you kind of get brought along yeah. for the ride kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you're having fun watching whatever is going on, even if you're like, this is fucking ridiculously horrible. Like, he brings you in. Like, he's so charismatic, charismatic that you're just like, ah, it's fine. It's 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 Arnold or it's The Rock. Like, I'll just fucking go along with this and watch this shit for 90 minutes or whatever. So, and like, I did you guys like, see yeah. the trailer for um, The Fate of the Furious, like, Fast and Furious yeah. 8? Like, it looks ridiculously bad, but I'm like, I know I'm going to watch it because Dwayne's in it. And they know it's just going to be, like, him kicking the shit out of people and having yeah. a blast. But that's like that's a that's part two of this episode, right? At some point, will be terrible movies with great performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and just people who are fun to watch. Yeah, but yeah. I have a I have a lot about like terrible movies that have really good performances in them. I got a ton to talk about. So yeah, that'll well, be a fun episode. Um, do you have anything else to say about um, Eddie Furlong? No. Yeah. Um, Was he in anything no. else after that? I don't. He was in Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. That's right. That movie's not great, though. So it's my dad's number oh, like one Pet terror Cemetery. film. But I'm a horrid dude. Yeah. 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 My, my dad said it's the scariest movie he's ever seen. The book's pretty freaky. I remember that. But yeah. Okay. Well, Tim, what do you think? I'm going to break the rules a little bit and go to a TV show, but it's a very cinematic TV show. That's cool. And say that fucking Chandler Riggs on The Walking Dead is Carl. Is so bad. Uh, for some reason, I thought you were either going to say Foggy from Daredevil, I don't know why, or Chandler <laughs> Bing from Friends for a second. I was like, where are you going with him? I was like, yeah, why is he talking about fucking Friends? <laughs> yeah, Chandler. Not a good show, guys. Yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we can have that discussion another vibe. day, but yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, just. He's gotten more and more awkward as time goes on, but they can't fucking just like replace him, right? So he Carl. just, yeah, and he's just, now he's just like fucking emo Carl, and it made me a lot, it made it a lot harder for me to feel bad for him when he got half his fucking face blown off. Oh, did that happen? Oh, they do that on the show? Oh, yeah, no spoilers. Yes, well, they did. They, it happens in the comics. It happened in the, in the comics, comics like was, 10 years ago or well, something like that. Yeah, it happened a long time ago. I was just, I was curious <laughs> more because I was like, I know they didn't do the uh rick losing his hand storyline because yeah, no. they, the special yeah. effects on that would have, i think we made a joke about this on, yeah, the, we did. on, on the show yeah. at one point the actual yeah. piece would have been too much like ash and evil dead they do it but yeah but he, it's because his hands like he's got a bionic hand and stuff like that like yeah. that shows yeah, ridiculous they can, they can get away so. with that being a little yeah. bit more campy and stuff yeah Which is great. um but yeah he's just he's not a fucking good actor and i mean there he's had a couple good moments but for the most part anytime i see him on screen it's just i have no fucking sympathy for the character whatsoever and it's just always he's fucking like and the it's compounded by the fact that he's not a particularly likable character to begin with like even in the comics he's always like fucking off doing his own thing thinking he can handle more than he can mm-hmm. and it's always just you know just fucking goddamn stay in the house carl and he never does. Then he gets fucking 
He gets fucking shot when the uh, uh, by Herschel and or Herschel's that. kids or whatever, and yeah. So yeah, I've never been a very big fan. I mean, I, I still watch Walking Dead and I still really like it. This season in particular with uh, Negan has been really fucking good. Yeah, I'm gonna totally watch this season when it's done. I really want to watch. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan do Negan like oh, I'm yeah. really excited to watch that because he's he's knocking it out of the fucking park is Negan really good yeah actually they had a weird little shout out um Jeffrey Dean Morgan we used to play the dad on Supernatural mm. oh um so like in the episode that was on last night uh they they walk they do like a cold open where they're walking back into like their home base and they've just like obliterated a bunch of like ghouls or something like that. And like you can tell Dean is covered in shit. Like he's just covered in goo. And apparently he's they've been at it for like three or four days, so he stinks and stuff like that. And they're making a joke about it. But he puts something down on the table, and as they pull away at the end of the scene, it's a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. Ah so, oh, nice. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I was like, that's awesome. Because they were they they they've done a bunch of stuff. Um when he got cast as Negan in Walking Dead where like their Twitter back and forth, especially between Jensen Ackles and him was like, Hey dad, I, I need that. Can you, I, I need that bat. I need, I need that back. Like we need it for something over here and stuff like that. Like they were, they were yeah. doing back and forth with the two, like, the two of them. Yeah. And the two shows are kind of like, I guess on friendly terms at this point because of that kind of crossover stuff. So, um, well, yeah. you know what? I really, I, I think I'll just watch a YouTube montage of his performance because like, I can't hike through the walking dead anymore. Yeah, I don't know if I would be able to watch it if he weren't in there doing Negan. I love the Negan character in the comic a lot, though. Like, he's so fun to watch do his horrible yeah. shit. Like, he's just very entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan, so I'm like, this is this this works for me. Like, casting-wise, I'm like, that's perfect. And yeah. I get yeah. to kind of get back into The Walking Dead, which is, like, a comic that I fucking adore. So it really always bothered me that the show was, like, not great. So Yeah. It was just... It was just one or two seasons where the pacing was just way off and and it just it killed it for a lot of people but it has gotten a lot better just the last one or two seasons. I can't believe it made it to like what are the seven seasons now? That's crazy. Yeah. This is and the seventh. Going, and going strong too apparently like the ratings yeah, are absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean and the stuff that comes after this too. I mean like they've got another couple at least another couple really strong seasons that they could mm-hmm. go into after this. If yeah, they there's, do some, it right. there's some stuff if they do it based on the comic book that is really disturbing and would be very entertaining television to watch. So it would be kind of cool to see yeah. them adapt some of that stuff over. So yeah. Um, Why is he still yeah, that so, stupid hat? Yeah, fucking Carl. All right, fair enough. He is emo Carl <laughs> now with his hair. Yep. <sighs> But yeah. Okay, well, I would say um, my uh, second last one would probably be uh, Keanu Reeves in Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula. That movie yeah. itself was a shit show. It was a shit <laughs> show. But I still really liked it. I don't know why. I just did. Um, I didn't like... Um, I don't... You know, I'm going to be honest. I do not enjoy Winona Ryder as an actress. Um, but uh, I still She's think... She's done some bad shit. She's done some bad shit, but I particularly thought that Keanu Reeves was terrible with an English accent. Um, yeah, he's really not pulling that <laughs> accent off in that movie he's at all. Off, yeah, and like he's up against you know one of the greatest actors ever. Um, in uh, oh my god, Gar- Gary Oldman. Thank you. I was drawing a huge blank. Yeah, because like 
it was funny. For a second, I was, like, wondering. I had two Gary Oldman movies on here. Like, it was between Keanu Reeves and Chris Tucker. Because Chris Tucker in The Fifth Element oh. was so bad. Really? Oh, I um, love that. I love that. Uh, that there's bit. a story behind that bit, and I can't. Oh, that you know what it was? That character was supposed to be Prince. Oh. He wanted Prince to do that character, and it was supposed to be very different. And they rewrote it for Chris Tucker, I think. Okay, but anyway, I remember. Um, yeah, that was, I think they wanted Prince to do that role or something like that, which would have been I like think, yeah. bonkers, fucking awesome. I think. Yes, because yeah. Fifth Element is such a bonkers great movie. But yeah. that's why I decided that Keanu Reeves and as you know this. Fucking this British character, and um, he was just so bad. He was Doesn't, so bad. You know, oh, all the sexy, like, vampire scenes when he's, like, getting bitten and everything. Like, I was just like, oh, Harker. Like, what are you... Monica Bellucci you... is one of those, uh... Is one of the, like, vampire brides or whatever. Yeah. Hot. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's just that movie itself. Um, he was just so bad at it. He was so Isn't bad. Isn't he in another period PC kind of thing? Oh, shit. Um, I don't know, but, like, oh, this oh, was after... Oh, much Ado About Nothing. He's in that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to understand. Terrible. I haven't seen it. I think Keanu Reeves is one of those guys, like, you shouldn't put in anything, like, where it requires him to emote or do an accent yeah. or anything like that. He's so good in certain roles. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the same like, thing with, um... With um, Nicolas Cage, you know, sometimes he's just like absolutely stunning, and then other times you're like, "What the fuck were they thinking? And what was he <laughs> thinking? And what was anyone anywhere doing ever?" There's like a story behind Nicolas Cage's like weird movie choices, where like he owes, he owed a ton of money, like he was massively in debt, so he was just taking every role he could get to kind of pay off yeah. stuff or something like that, like yeah. for so. the Sorcerer's Apprentice and shit like that, or like the Wicker Man or like shit like that, where he was yeah. just like going nuts, like that kind of the stuff. Wicker Man so. is. I was looking at some lists, and apparently, it's one of the top terrible it is, performances yeah. ever. Yeah, it's really um, bad. Yeah, but no, which is like as Jonathan Harker, like you know, you want someone who's going to be like studly but like quiet but also like knows how to love Mina so that you believe in their love so it's not so upsetting when she I mean so it's more upsetting when she um is like so strung out by by uh Dracula but like I was far more invested in Gary Oldman and Winona Ryder I was just like yes get out of there Keanu Reeves how dare you kill Dracula like this guy's suave as fuck but um <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, sorry, I moved my mic because I coughed. But um, I uh, I just thought his performance was so bad. It was so bad in that movie. Oh, my God. To be fair, that movie's yeah. not exceptionally good. I do have a... I have similarly have a, a weird a soft spot, spot for that for movie. It. I don't know why. Um, it is you're right, it's, visually it's, very striking and stuff like yeah. that. So it's like, that's pretty cool. But like... Um, I, I think Yeah, he's the, definitely like... In a, in a movie that is filled with very weird, stilted performances... He, his is the most. <laughs> well, it's not even like it, his is stilted. It's just that it's so just wooden that in compared yeah. to like Gary Oldman is just like fucking gnawing on yeah. every fucking piece of oh set God. scenery. Yeah, and they're like, acting the fuck out of that movie. Yeah, just killing everything. Yeah. And Winona Ryder's accent's not much better than. Oh, Keanu that's Reed. why I said no, she's like, like a close second for shit. But she looks so <laughs> much better in a bodice. Yeah. That I <laughs> give it. So I'm like, that's fine. And but she has like, that one scene at the end where she's like screaming and like, blah, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you know she does have some moments that are okay, but it's yeah. just that Keanu Reeves throughout the entire process you're like just let him die. <laughs> he, he does. Uh, 
I'm so glad. It's weird. Keanu Reeves is kind of like I feel like he's found his niche now, where it's like John Wick. Yeah, he was he was Bill he was Bill like Bill S. Preston Esquire, and no, like he was, was Ted. Stupid. Oh, he was Ted. Sorry, fuck. Unforgivable. Yeah, you're right. I'm an athlete. <laughs> so he was Ted. Right Ted Theodore Logan, asshole. Ted Theodore Logan. Uh, he, but he was Ted, and like he tried. Yeah, and they tried to, they, but they tried. He tried to move into like serious acting, and just clearly wasn't cut out for it. And he's so, and he's totally like, he's the perfect person to play Neo in the Matrix because, like, yeah. that vacant yeah. kind of like, you can just kind of place all of your emotion on. Yeah, he's like a mask that you could wear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, like now, especially where he's just going to probably do like six John Wick movies in a row at this point, <laughs> and he's just like a fucking murder machine, and it's awesome. Well, what was great yeah. about John Wick was exactly that. He wasn't required to emote because John Wick has no outward emotions. He's all inward and revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's actually surprisingly pretty good, like, subtly playing, like, the anguish that he's in. Like, like, it's really weird. He's good at no, he, plays, he plays better when he's playing, like, restrained. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm watching, like, the second one, and I'm like, actually, you know what? Keanu Reeves, in spite, like, I mean, it's an action, like, masterpiece. Like, he's just killing fucking hundreds of people. But, like, in the moments where he's just kind of, like, hanging out and, like, he looks really... More pensive? like he's mourning impensive and stuff like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, he's doing really well here. Like, why did he try and do all this weird Shakespeare shit early on or whatever? Like, because when that's he what you were just supposed done to do. This. It's that's weird. what you were supposed to do. And it's that's so probably weird. where the money was. Yeah, but maybe. Like, yeah. But now the money's in him fucking killing Russian motherfuckers. So <laughs> I think with Keanu Reeves in particular, too, it's that he he himself as a person strikes me as someone who is very quiet and very stoic and just very like you don't get two different Keanu Reeves Keanu Reeves is just always kind of Keanu Reeves and yeah. he is a restrained individual like that's just how he functions like since growing up in Hollywood cuz he really did like starting from being um Ted and like moving uh moving to all these other roles like he was constantly under um you know the microscope Media scrutiny and everything yeah like Nobody liked his acting for years, and, like, he was constantly being given parts, but these parts were all wrong um, for him. And then he would do things like Speed, and everyone would be like, Yeah, Keanu! Or, yeah. like, he'd do The Matrix, and everyone would be like, Yeah, Keanu! But then they'd go and hate him again because he'd do something like fucking Dracula. And you're like, <laughs> Keanu Reeves, you know what, just stick with what you're good at. And, you know what, I don't think he even knew what he was good at for a while, because so many people had opinions about him at the rise of the internet when people were starting to actually, like, you know, he was he was a byproduct of his acting generation. Yeah, yeah. there was, um, I was, I was, I saw something this week about, like, who could replace, like, if Ben Affleck decided he didn't want to be Batman, who should replace him? And I saw his name pop up a lot, and I was like, oddly, I think that I would, I would, I could deal with him being bad. I don't know if he would look like he doesn't like necessarily physically look the part, but I'm like, in terms of being like a very the removed personality, attached, yeah. like Bruce Wayne, I'm like, yeah. I could live with that. I think I could live with him as Batman, less Bruce Wayne. Actually, I wouldn't mind him as Bruce yeah. Wayne because if he's if he's just playing the like very restrained kind of tortured Bruce Wayne, totally yeah, okay. fine. I'm, I'm cool with tortured Bruce Wayne, but I'm like, not like, like if I want to see him emote. If he's playing like the Batman that like stays in the cave all day and just like literally just takes the cowl off to do work at the back computer and he's just looking pensively at computer screens and shit like that. That would yeah. work perfectly for That's me. That's what I'm like, saying. I think he like, would be perfect cool for that. that. He couldn't do like the bail bat where like he was yeah. had, had a lot more... Uh, Oh no, yeah. he's actually acting and stuff. No, and that's yeah. what I meant. Like I don't want to see Bruce like bail Bruce Wayne. Like no. that's that wouldn't work with Keanu. No. Yeah. 
But you could do different interpretations of a character, yeah, but, right? So but like think that's... about it, though. Like, if, if what they're setting up with the, um, Batfleck, like, he's got to be the one who leads the Justice League. I couldn't see Keanu Reeves having that kind of charisma. No, that's what I mean. Like, if they were going to yeah. reboot the franchise and it was just going to be like, we're just going to do another set of just Batman movies... No. And he's just going to be like, yeah, like that, grim that and angry and shit like that. Then yeah, fine, cast Keanu. But like in terms of like having some charisma and like being able to lead the team, Affleck's a better choice for that. Absolutely. Maybe yeah. we'll see. I guess. <laughs> Excuse me, but yeah, okay. Let's uh, let's do our top picks. Well, mine mine segues into this nicely actually because mine is from Batman Begins and it's Katie Holmes. In uh, yeah, yeah, she was pretty weak. She's like it's like it's really bad because you talk about Halle Berry like the worst part of like the comparison is like you got Halle Berry and she's in like acting against Ian McKellen, Patrick Stewart, Hugh Jackman, yeah. who like nobody knew was going to be that good, but turns out to be an absolutely phenomenal actor. And mm-hmm. then like you've got Halle Berry on the other side, and then like the same thing happens in this Batman movie where you've and we've talked about it before, create a character that doesn't really need to be there, cast an actress that really isn't very good. And then and put her up against really care about the role in the world that she's acting exactly. in. Exactly, and then put her up against. She's acting in a movie in that first movie with Liam Neeson, Christian Bale, um, oh god damn it, Morgan Freeman, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, well, yeah. this is gonna fall apart very quickly. And she's yeah. so <laughs> easily, yeah, the weakest aspect of that movie. And she's got so much to do in the movie too. Like, yeah. I'm not convinced by anything that she does in there. I'm not convinced by her as a DA. I'm not convinced by her as a love interest. I'm like, why would you even like, yeah, she's cute and stuff, but like, are you, are you really in love with her? Like, yeah, she's not good at anything. Was she was the girl next door in that movie is what they were trying to get across. But she yeah. was so like bland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Batman wouldn't go for bland. Yeah, at least they were able to correct that one though. Like Maggie Gyllenhaal did a much better version of Rachel Dawes, yeah. even though she was a useless character for the most part. In the Dark Knight, she, yeah, well, she's you like about her dying in that explosion. She's not bad in the movie, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Like she's good in what she has to do. They gave her nothing to do except for die. Like, yeah, she's a pretty good example of like women in refrigerators kind of stuff in that movie, where you're just like, yeah. why is this happening? But but she is a. Uh, she was better cast, at least. Like, more believable in that role. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's talk to Tim. What's your what's your biggest and last one that really bothers you? Um, let's see. i got to pick one left out of my list. I would probably say, while we're on the uh, subject of love interests in comic book movies, that Kirsten Dunst's Mary Jane has always fucking grated on me. Bravo. Terrible. That was that was that was on my list, but I was like, that's that's too easy. She yeah, she was just fucking miscast in that. Like she, you know, fucking Mary Jane's supposed to be like a fucking like bombshell, like curvy, fucking red hair. Kristen Dunst is none of those things. She's just sort of this like meek little, you know, girl that slight of a girl that yeah, so I never was convinced by that particular casting. And I mean, the first uh, the first um, Spider-Man movie with uh, Tobey Maguire was... I, I liked it. Uh, the second one was pretty good, too. third one was a shit show, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mean, those were generally good movies, but she just was not good as Mary Jane at all. No, she was terrible. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even like Tobey Maguire after the first one. He's he was best in the first one, but yeah, yeah. it went downhill yeah. quickly. Yeah, I like. I see the second movie's the best movie out of all of them. I think. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, she's definitely. I've always I've always had a problem with Kristen Dunst because somebody told me this early on, and they was like, if you picture her with her head shaved, she looks like Billy Corgan's sister. And then after that, <laughs> I'm just like, God damn it! Like yeah. I can't see her and not picture Billy Corgan anymore. And I'm just like, well, yeah. that kind of kills that for me. Yeah. Um, but she's definitely not the Mary Jane that like I know, so it does bother me like the way she is just acts and like is written in those movies it's almost like they're trying to cross the um gwen stacy character with the mary jane character and it just didn't really work because mary jane's like you said like she's so much she's like the life of the party she's She's always like like, feisty and uh, feisty and and, like she's always yeah yeah, like for for me that kind of stuff for me like uh Firefly era, like Christina Hendricks would have made a really good Mary Jane. Yeah, as an yeah, adult, totally. like Mary Jane kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I mean sure. a, a younger version of her, or something like that. Or like I think Emma Stone would have made a really good Mary Jane as well. I find it very Emma amusing Stone. actually that like they cast Kristen Dunst as a redheaded girl and she's a little blonde, and yeah. then they cast uh, a redheaded Emma Stone as a blonde girl. As, as in, Gwen Stacy, although she did she did good at. She was good. No, she was excellent. She's actually probably like their and actually their chemistry is probably the strongest part of those two movies. Um, Like you can tell, they were like they actually like being around each other, and like there was definitely some kind of romantic thing going Mm -hmm. on, which there was. Obviously, they were dating for a little while. I'm not sure if they still are or not, but there was something going on. But yeah, and I mean with with Kirsten Dunst too. Like everybody was pointing to that like upside down kiss as being like one of the best like scenes in comic book movies and stuff like that. But just I can't fucking believe it. It's just not. It's not a believable scene for me or like a yeah. There's with no the amount of, there for me. With the amount of water that's pouring on him at that point, he'd technically be getting waterboarded, actually. Yeah, you, like up his nose. Yeah, like up his nose and in his mouth and stuff like that. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, she's yeah. really terrible in that movie, which, like, not that those movies are particularly evenly performed by any stretch of the imagination. Like, there is some weird... He does lean into, like, the campy 60s comic book side of, like, some of the, the performances... Yeah, yeah. Which, which I mean, that that was one of the beauties of the Raimi movies was that yeah. they did lean into that a little bit more. Yeah, but it was definitely like she obviously didn't get it, like what they were trying to go for, and yeah. it was it didn't really work super well for me. So yeah, and again, Billy Corgan. So I was just like, I don't think of her that like as somebody that I want to be with the way you would want to be attracted to Mary Jane. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. No, I can't do, I can't do it, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. I think the person who told me that was somebody I worked with at the movie theater right before we sat down to screen that movie, too. So it just, like, completely ruined the movie for me. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I don't know. I can't speak much to this, but I, I do I do think that Kirsten Dunst was miscast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's so right. slight. Yeah, exactly. She Yeah, she just didn't have, like, the sort of bombasticness that I generally associate with Mary Jane as a character. Yeah, Mary Jane is super feisty and stuff in the comics. Like she's very like yeah, forthright and character, stuff. and yeah. yeah, yeah, she's pretty awesome. They needed somebody with like more, yeah. Christina Hendricks actually would would have been fucking awesome. Actually, like a young Christina Hendricks in that role would have been amazing. Yeah. Well, also hot. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, for my final one, I didn't even like the movie, but this performance made me so angry that I had to say it. Like. It just physically makes me angry thinking about this performance and this movie. Have you guys seen Inherent Vice? Uh, I saw. No, but I remember. 
I remember your hatred of it. Fuck. It is so goddamn bad. And everyone was like, this is a masterpiece. Oh, my God, this film. And I was like, did you watch it? Did you actually see the shit fest that was this film? Like, everything about it was fucking terrible. Not to mention Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, who is this, like, friggin', like, just amazing actor, or at least I thought he used to be. Like, watching him in Gladiator, just the second time I mentioned Gladiator, but, like, I remember just, like, watching him as the Emperor and just being like, <laughs> like, just, he was, his performance was just amazing. And, like, seeing him in anything else, I've really, I've really enjoyed him. But fucking inherent vice was the he was just high the whole time and he was like playing that character from his like stupid sort of not biography but actual autobiography oh, yeah. but like not biography and it was just like i'm i'm not here or whatever it was I'm called not here or whatever yeah and then I'm like he was there. just gross in this movie and everyone was like i love him so much and why is he so mysterious and i was like he's not mysterious he's just a high hippie Who's like accidentally bumbling upon these like crime things? And I was just like, this is boring. And the sex scene was terrible. I was like, why is this woman having sex with this guy? And like, just her nipples were so long, and everything about the movie was weird and confusing. <laughs> and I just, I hated it. I hated it so much. And then my Mark bought me the goddamn book twice. <laughs> like, I just. <laughs> Twice? I just, I, no, he bought it once and then threatened to buy it again. Uh, <laughs> if I wasn't um, nice about something. And, like, <laughs> I just fucking, this fucking movie is fucking stupid portrayal. And Joaquin Phoenix let me down hard. I haven't been able to watch him in anything since. I'm just like, I know who you are now. Like, I just, <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. It was one of those movies I was so angry at, and I almost walked out, but I couldn't walk out because I was sitting with two other people, and I was like, what would happen if I just bailed? Like, what if I just caught a cab home? Because I just, <laughs> at this point, I just don't give a shit. I want my money back. I'm furious. Like, it was I so I need to bad. watch this fucking movie now. Mm-hmm. I fucking hated yeah. it. I, I hated it, it again, I think. so I much. Do the whole thing. Goddamn <laughs> weird nips. Like, I just don't even... <laughs> nips? Who are you talking about? Who's the girl? Um, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't. I don't IMDb it. I don't wiki it. I don't. I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> I hate that performance. I hate. I hated it. I hated it. It ruined Joaquin Phoenix. And I just. Uh, how could you ruin Joaquin Phoenix? Ooh, Joanna Newsom's in this movie. That's interesting. Huh. I just don't even. Catherine Waterston. I don't know. I'm not IMDbing it. Figure it out. That's, isn't that Sam Watterson's daughter? I think so, yeah. Yep. But yeah. <laughs> um, as it is, though, time that I shall be going. Unfortunately, listeners, I have to leave because I have to go to work on a Saturday. Boo. But it'll be fun. But um, anyway, thank you for tuning in to see or to listen to see listen to dance robot dance uh, i hope you had a good time and i do really hope that um you know if if you've been listening along like i said at the beginning of our our meat of the episode um i hope that um you can uh and you know come back and tell us what you think um how uh, how you feel about the movies and the performances that we talked about um what uh what you were thinking like what would you put on this list and uh and all all that jazz so um yeah 
that would be uh, that would be it. So let me tell you. Do you guys have anything else to say before I do the social media stuff? Uh, no, we're good to go. All right. Well, folks, if you want to get in touch with us, there's a number of ways you can do that. You can send us an email at dancerobotdancepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Shout Engine or any other of the, or iTunes or any of the other um, uh, podcast apps. I know that we also are on uh, Podcast Addict and a few of those other places if you look us up. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash dance robot dance podcast. And we are. Why do you on... always say backslash? I don't know, because I like the way it sounds. <laughs> um, and you can find us on Twitter. Uh, and what's our Twitter handle? Uh, DRD uh, underscore podcast. DRD underscore podcast. And I haven't missed anything, gentlemen. I think that's it. I think you got it all. I don't I know. Think I got it all. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I missed anything, mention it in the comics because I suck. In the comments. Oh my god, I'm drunk. So, um, I haven't had anything to drink. I'm yeah, just... and now you have to drive to say. Oh, no. To... But yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, listeners, and we will talk to you next week. Gentlemen, let's, uh, let's have our little goodbyes. So, Mark, say goodbye. Have a good one, guys. Tim, say goodbye. Bye. And Christy is here as your host, signing off for another two weeks of hosting. Talk to you guys <laughs> later. Bye bye.